0: Hello and welcome to the Hadoop podcast. I'm your host Joe Stein, head of server platforms for MediaLet's, the rich media advertising and analytics platform for mobile devices. To learn more about MediaLet's online, visit www.medialets.com. To learn more about Hadoop, visit allthingshadoop.com. This is episode six. We talk with Todd Lipcom from Cloudera about HBase. Now enjoy the show. I'd like to welcome to the podcast Todd Lipcon, software engineer at Cloudera. Todd is a HBase committer and Hadoop contributor, and a all around general cool guy. How's it going, Todd? Welcome to the podcast.
1: going great. Thanks a lot. Good to be here.
0: So, Todd, what led you? Uh, what led you to Hadoop, and what got you into IT originally?
1: Uh, well, I've been doing web programming for a pretty long time. Uh, I actually started doing some consulting uh, in the very late nineties um, in that first dot com era, uh, and then. When I was in college, I interned at Google and uh, wrote some MapReduce jobs there for fraud analysis, actually, so away from the web programming for a while, but got my first uh, exposure to MapReduce and GFS actually on Google systems, not on Hadoop. Um, So I sort of saw the power of MapReduce there for doing analysis on a lot of data. Uh, So then following that, I had a job at this company called Amy Street. Uh, Some people may be familiar with it. It's an online MP3 uh, retail store. So at that job, I was building recommendation systems as part of my, part of my work there. And for recommendation systems, I found that uh, you know, I couldn't really do it all in one node. We had a fair amount of data. And I thought back to my experience at Google and said, hey, I need MapReduce, and went to check out Hadoop. Uh, so we put a small Hadoop cluster together there and built our recommendation systems on top of that. Uh, so that's sort of how I got into Hadoop initially. And uh, I found it was really exciting and really powerful. So I wanted to actually work full-time on Hadoop itself instead of owning the applications on top of it. And uh, Cloudera was just getting started at that point. So I, I joined up here and been here about 18 months.
0: That's great. So tell us a little bit about HBase. What is it?
1: Uh, so HBase is a distributed database modeled on top of Google's Bigtable design. So like HGFS and MapReduce are modeled after Google technologies, uh, the same as HBase modeled after Bigtable. Uh, so Bigtable has been in production at Google since 2004, 2005. And uh, they wrote a paper on it in OSDI 06, which some guys in the community read and said, hey, we need one of these in the Hadoop system as well. Uh, so it's been around for, I guess, three or four years now, and it's really come a long way since it first started. Uh, my first exposure to HBase was in 2008 at my previous job, uh, looking to store results of MapReduce jobs so that I could then do real-time lookups from the web tier. Uh, At that time, it wasn't that stable, so if any listeners have tried it out in early 2008 or 2009 and had bad experiences, I'd encourage them to check it out again. Um, On a high level, what it does for you, on top of what Hadoop and HDFS already provide, is that it allows real-time access and more database-like semantics for accessing the data stored on Hadoop. Uh, So you have APIs like GET and PUT and SCAN, Um, similar to what a lot of people call this NoSQL, So you can also access the data through Hive, which is an SQL layer. Um, So you can write queries in SQL, though they'll be slower data warehousing type queries. Um, So that's how I sort of got started in it. And then uh, at Cloudera, we've seen a lot of companies become very interested in HBase because it's an immensely scalable data store that also has these real-time properties. Uh, So because of that customer interest, we decided to support it earlier this year. And I started working pretty much full-time on HBase uh, a couple months this spring just adding a lot of stability features and improving its, uh, its interface with HDFS, the distributed file system that it's built on top of.
0: So what are, this, what are some of the unique properties of HBase in regards to other NoSQL systems? Um, you know, why is it powerful? Why do you like it over other NoSQL systems? What are the different integration aspects that it has with Hadoop?
1: Sure, uh, so the, the term NoSQL is used a lot lately. It's a pretty popular term. Uh, we think of it more as not only SQL, So I don't think that this is necessarily better than those other systems or worse than those other systems in any particular way. It really comes down to the application. Uh, So I think some things that make it unique and not necessarily better or worse is uh, one thing you just mentioned is the Hadoop integration. Uh, It's a very strong point. So uh, HBase stores all of its data directly on top of HDFS, the Hadoop distributed file system. So I think that's a really great feature because HDFS is known to be very robust and incredibly scalable. So there are people storing you know, 20 petabytes of data on a single HDFS cluster. And we know that they'll store that data reliably and not lose it, um, you know, just work through all, all kinds of failures, et cetera. Uh, so building a system on top of that robust core I think is just a, a great idea. Um, in a similar vein, because it's built on top of that core, there's a lot of community overlap between the Hadoop developers and the HBase developers. Um, So, in that case, we can get changes into HDFS that will benefit HBase, and HBase provides a lot of insight into different new use cases for HDFS as well. And the the developer overlap means that we can really do the best job of integration compared to some other systems that have a a different development community. Uh, In terms of some specific features with the integration, uh, we have this new feature for bulk loads, which I think is a really, really practical and important feature for a lot of use cases where essentially you can write a MapReduce job where the output doesn't go back to file on HDFS, but rather uh, goes into HBase in an incredibly efficient way. So you could always do this just using the normal APIs, but this new bulk load feature um, essentially uses a back channel to shove the new data into HBase, and it's about 10 times faster than using the, the normal RPC APIs. And that's something that we get only because we're integrated tightly with Hadoop, um, and we couldn't really do it in a system that manages its own storage.
0: So if someone wants uh, to take advantage of that bulk load feature, where would they be able to check it out, literally?
1: Uh, if you look at the, the newest releases, we're doing this release series called 0.89, which we're calling a development release series. Essentially, this is previews for our next major release, where we're doing cuts off the of trunk every couple of weeks. And in the 0.89 release series, in the docs folder, there's a document there just called bulk loads, and it's got an example code, an um, explanation of how it works. Um, so that was on the Hadoop integration front, but just as a general data store, I think there are a couple of features that differentiate it and uh, are pretty attractive for a lot of use cases. Uh, one is the data model. It certainly shares this with some other, very similar to Cassandra's data model um, and some others as well, where each cell in the database has a concept of multiple versions, which are timestamped. So as you write data in, each new piece of data has the timestamp associated when it got written. And then when you read the data out, you can uh, specify what timestamp ranges you want to look at, et cetera. So you can get a sort of snapshot like time travel capability in the database. And that's something that a lot, of, a lot of systems just don't offer. Um, so one particular use case of that is you might have a crawler that is uh, always updating new data from the web into HBase. And then you want to run a MapReduce job that looks at exactly what the latest version was as of a week ago. So with this timestamp capability, you can say this job should run on timestamp one week ago and not see any edits that are more recent than that. Um, I think that's a pretty cool feature that a lot of systems don't provide. Uh, the other thing I think I would highlight is that the, the architecture of HBase is not some new experimental idea. It's been proven uh, by Google and the Bigtable project to work at extremely high scales. So although there aren't any you know, multi-thousand node HBase clusters yet, there are certainly big table clusters that are 1,000 nodes, and since we share the same architecture, we're pretty confident that it's going to work at those scales. And recently, some companies have been trying HB at the 700-node you know, scale, and finding that the architecture does indeed hold up, as promised. Uh, so some of the less mature systems that are in the same kind of real-time data store space don't really have that kind of proven architecture behind them they are more experimental or based on more academic ideas. Uh, the last feature I think I'd like to highlight is the consistency of HBase. So by that I mean on the sort of cap theorem spectrum of consistency. It's a, it's a strongly consistent model. So every cell has one version, which is the version, you know, one storage point. And all edits so that cell go through one node, which is responsible for that, that row. Uh, so that allows for a lot of nice features that you can't really get in an eventual consistency system. So one example of that is increment column value where you have a cell storing an integer and you simply want to atomically increment it by one. Uh, it's very easy to do if you have a consistent system with one node responsible for each row. Uh, you just add one, right? Whereas on an eventual consistency system, you're almost getting into academic theorems that whether this is possible to do in a consistent and efficient way. Uh, the same is true for a compare and swap API. So, People familiar with uh, concurrency control will know that compare and swap is a very, very useful API um, for optimistic concurrency control and a lot of other sort of optimistic locking-type features. Compare and swap is very difficult to do in eventual consistency, but, again, simple in this strong consistency model. So some of these you know, underlying things the user may not directly interact with, but they'll provide for a lot of extensions um, coming along, building on top of HBase that you just wouldn't be able to get in other architected systems.
0: So what's the future of HBase?
1: So I think that some of the projects that people are working on right now that are most interesting, there's a new project at InterData Center Replication. So this is basically that you would run two separate HBase clusters in two different data centers, perhaps one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, or even just you know, one in San Jose and one in San Francisco. Uh, so that if one data center entirely goes down, you still have all of your data available for edits and for real time serving. Uh, so This replication feature is in the works and it, you know I've seen demos of it where it works, it's just not released yet, it hasn't been proven in production, but we should see it coming into production uh, at some real companies in the next couple of months. Uh, another really interesting feature that has been a Google Summer of Code project for a student this summer is uh, snapshots. So with a snapshot capability, you essentially do one command which executes very quickly within a second or two that takes a fully consistent snapshot of the entire database. And then you can later uh, load up that database, run jobs on it, dump it for a backup, um, you know, et cetera. This is a very useful feature for uh, you know, operationalizing and productionalizing HBase in a way where you can really feel solid about um, recovering from any accidents you might have with the data. Uh, some other things that are being worked on actively right now Facebook has put a lot of resources into fixing up the master node in HBase. So it's mostly on a technical level, redoing the way some things work inside. Uh, but the, the end goal is to have more reliable failover of the master and a better cluster performance when you start up the cluster, you know, getting it up and running faster, things like that. And on the same note, uh, there is some performance work being done um, by both Facebook, StumbleUpon, Cloudera just to increase performance of the whole system throughout, Um, do some smarter things in terms of predicate push down so that whenever you do a query, you actually read less data. You know, if you know that you're only looking for a certain time range, you can avoid reading some old data off disk if you know for a fact that it's older than what you're looking for. Um, So a lot of things like that. Uh, I'd encourage people to check out the HBase JIRA. Uh, If you just go to issues.apache.org, go down to the HBase project, and search for stuff that's been updated recently, you can get a pretty good idea of what people are working on currently and what's coming in the next couple of months.
0: So what are some tips and tricks or maybe some pointers that you could uh, give some folks that might just be starting with HBase or even maybe some folks that have been using it for a while?
1: So I think the number one thing I'd recommend is that if you have any questions or problems when you're first checking it out, uh, don't feel lost. You're probably normal that you'll have some questions. You should go to the community. Uh, or to a company like Cloudera and you know ask those questions. Um, so the community is very strong. There's a very active mailing list both for users and developers. If you just email the mailing list say, hey I'm trying to run a cluster and getting this, this bug. Here's what I see in my logs, the community can either say, oh it's a configuration error or maybe you found a bug and they can work on fixing it for you. It's uh, a very responsive mailing list, probably one of the best I've ever been involved on um, in any open source project. Uh, there's also an active IRC channel. So if anybody is an IRC user, check out hash HBase on Freenode. Most of the HBase developers are in there all day long every day. Uh, they're being paid full time to work on HBase and that includes helping people in the community who are having issues. Uh, so you can get tech support from the experts pretty easily there. Uh, and lastly, if you're having issues and you're trying to go into production with it, uh, you know, I kind of have to say this, I work at Cloudera <laughs> and we provide support for the software. So if you're looking for, you know, enterprise deployment techniques, just uh, come to us and see what we can do for you.
0: That's great. Uh, is there anything else uh, that you'd like to discuss today, Todd?
1: Uh, yeah, i just like to say all these, you know, this whole NoSQL fad. Um, it's easy to see this as a big competition, but I don't think we're going to end up in a case where there's only one winner. It's not like HBase or Cassandra. There are companies using both. Twitter's a great example. They use HBase for a lot of their back-end um, analytics and they use Cassandra for some of their more front end uh, use cases where the consistency is less important, um, but really low latency is more important. Um, So I think avoid the tendency to look at it as a big competition and for each application that you have, think about what the actual use case is, think about what features you need and what's important to you, and then evaluate the the community, whether you have access to people who are experts in in the software and go from there, rather than trying to say this is the one system that will beat them all.
0: Well, thanks for your time today, Todd, for the podcast. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's good to talk to you.